Welcome to today's online workshop and podcast presented by realestateinvestment.training and powered by imedialearning.com. My name is Shane Gillespie from iMedia Learning, and I'm going to be the producer for today's event. Real estate investment training, online workshops, podcasts, and in-person continuing education symposiums educate real estate professionals, investors, and wealth managers through the sharing of best practices in the industry's most important topics and trends. During this event, you're welcome to ask questions using the questions feature in your GoToWebinar menu. Ask at any time, but please note we will address them during our Q&A session at the end of the event. Before we start, we'd like to thank our corporate and member association sponsors, Inland Securities, Seattle Funding Group, NAI Puget Sound Properties, Brighton Jones, Taylor Street Capital Partners, the Commercial Brokers Association, CCIM Institute Washington Chapter, and the Institute of Real Estate Managers for underwriting this event so it can be presented to you free of charge. Joining us today is panel moderator and real estate investment specialist, Derek Doak, CCIM. Joining Derek today are panelists, Ryan Olson, partner with NAI Puget Sound Properties, Ted Wood, vice president of Lee & Associates, Taylor Okada, partner of NAI Puget Sound Properties, and James Henderson, who is the chief economic and workforce development person for Snohomish County, the executive office. Derek, I'll now turn the event over to you. Perfect. Thanks, Shane. And uh, I think this is the first time in all the recordings you did all the names spot on. So I think uh, we have to do a congratulations. Thank you. I would like a pay raise. <laughs> Done. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, today we are talking about North Sound. So the Everett area and Snohomish area of the Puget Sound. And I've got four great panelists who are, uh, uh, I guess, stellar brokers in their own rights and in, in the marketplaces they serve, as well as the asset classes they have, as well as uh, James uh, with Snohomish to be able to talk about some economic development. So uh, first, I want to have each of you give a little background on who you are, what you do, uh, what your specialty is. And then, uh, and then after that, I'm going to have James uh, give a little intro into kind of what's going on in North Sound from the economic development side. So let's start with you, Ryan, if you don't mind giving a little background yourself and uh, what you work on and what you specialize in. Great. Excellent. I, I appreciate the opportunity here, Derek. Uh, so Ryan Olson, I'm a partner with NAI Puget Sound Properties. And uh, I've been in the commercial real estate industry for the last uh, I think 23 years, uh, third generation commercial real estate uh, broker in in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, uh, so I've been at it a long time. Uh, family's been at it a long time. And uh, I specialize in, I, I'm a kind of a dirt dog right now. I'm, I'm uh, fine dirt for, uh, for people that want to build apartments. And, um, you know, usually those are, are the larger, uh, the larger players, you know, they're looking for 200 plus units, and uh, the North Sound is is a big target for for these players right now. There, there's a lot of interest. Yeah, that's definitely uh, what what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, uh, especially in the dirt side. There's a lot of people looking for some dirt to to get some projects underway. Hopefully, with uh, the cost of uh, wood and other materials coming down in the next 18 months, but we'll see what happens. Um, Ted, I'm going to roll over to you as well. I know you do some multifamily up in that market as well. So you might give a background uh, on yourself and what you specialize in. Yeah, thank you, Derek. And thanks for inviting me. Um, I've been doing commercial real estate for a little over 20 plus years. Started down in L.A. actually with Christian Wakefield doing office leasing. But I specialize here primarily in North Seattle going up into Snohomish County. Uh, with multifamily, and and it's uh, it's been a very certainly much more of a robust market starting off this year. And so, thanks for having me. Great. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, and Taylor, I got you know you, you got to have an industrial guy, right? You always That's have me. Industrial going on in the marketplaces. So uh, give us a little background yourself and uh, let everyone know who you are. All right. Well, thank you, Derek. Uh, well, Taylor Okada here, uh, partner at NAI Puget Sound Properties. Uh, I've been working in the industrial market in North King County and South Snohomish County for the last five years. Um, second generation real estate broker, 
um, started, you know, fresh out of school and, you know, came into a very rapidly evolving and interesting market. We've definitely seen industrial uh, have quite the uptick over the last handful of years, um, especially through the uh, pandemic. And we're just seeing that growth here locally um, throughout Snohomish County. I'm so excited to speak today and talk about the industrial market from that, that point of view. Perfect. Well, thanks, Taylor. And James, um, if you introduce yourself, and I think maybe after you introduce yourself about what you're working on and what you do, uh, if you don't mind giving us kind of a backdrop on kind of what's going on from an economic development perspective in the North Sound. Yeah, thank, thanks, Derek, and appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience about all the great things happening in Snohomish County. Um, I've been in economic development for a number of years. I kind of got my start basically doing a lot of the work uh, overseas and in southeastern Europe. But uh, prior to moving up to the uh, great northwest, I did a lot of work in Texas uh, in economic and workforce development. And then moved back up here to to be with my family um, a couple years ago. So really, I'm glad to be back. I was born and raised in the Puget Sound area. So it's nice to be back in the cool weather and away from the heat of Texas, especially during the summer times. Yeah, so... I mean, from an economic development perspective, um, you know, the county has really been focused on how we support workers and businesses, both immediately during the pandemic, especially last year when we saw a lot of job losses out there, a lot of businesses close up because of the uh, measures put in place by the state. But really now what we're focusing on is how do we support uh, long-term recovery of, of businesses, and especially the workforce that's needed by them, but also how do we build resiliency into the greater economy of Snohomish County as well? So we've been focused on that quite a bit. Um, Last year, um, Executive Summers put together what's called the Economic and Workforce Recovery Task Force, which was comprised of business leaders, um, educators, and just really a lot of people who are integral into the economy of Snohomish County to really develop some strategies to support the economy really in the in the worst parts of the pandemic. <clears throat> so we put those strategies together, uh, and then we also uh, help implement those strategies using uh, some of the CARES funds the county we received. So, for example, some of the things we did to support businesses and workers were drug grants to small businesses. That was part of our response and recovery small business grants that helped um, over 5,000 workers and up to 1,300 companies across Snohomish County. We also did a lot of workforce training grants. So we did those uh, for aerospace companies to help uh, those workers reskill into new technologies to help their employers uh, <clears throat> when the job jobs started to tick up and when the opportunities started to tick up this, later this year. And then we did a lot of sort of generalized support throughout the, all of Snohomish County. Again, kind of focused on small businesses, focused on workforce training, and really carried that emphasis into this year. So as you know, we received uh, additional funds from the American Rescue Plan from the federal government. We're kind of in the early stages of getting those approved by county council. Uh, but again, a lot of those projects uh, will, again, focus on how do we build, uh, help, help support small business recovery and then great resiliency building so those small businesses can weather both uh, economic downturns but also take advantage of opportunities ahead. And then how do we help workers uh, train for careers in high-demand occupations and growing industries throughout Snohomish County. So, for example, life sciences is a really rapidly growing industry in Snohomish County. They're looking for a lot of new talent to support their manufacturing processes and other types of business operations. So what kind of uh, training do those workers need and then how we can support them for those types of careers? So kind of looking large scale, that's that's kind of what we're doing now. We did, did see some economic development um, Projects uh, basically happened last year. Uh, one just to kind of highlight is uh, Amazon Fulfillment Center that went into the Cascade Industrial Center up in Arlington and Marysville. Big job creator up there, but I think also really cements that area as a real primary place for logistics distribution and manufacturing, I think, in the years ahead. So that's kind of a high-level overview of what's happening in Snohomish County and happy answering more questions. Now, are you, are you seeing uh, more... Uh, I guess has, has there been a, uh, a um, I guess a migration into the city from Seattle? Are you seeing any businesses or and uh, from the east side where it's kind of congested uh-huh. in Seattle and east side? Are you seeing people moving up north? Are you guys seeing businesses? Um, I guess researching the opportunities to move up north. 
Yeah, I, I, I think basically we've been seeing that a little bit. We've been seeing some businesses uh, moving into Snohomish County. A lot of the businesses we've been seeing, I mean, like the Amazon Fulfillment Center, are just expansions. <clears throat> so they're okay. keeping a footprint either in the Seattle east side area and then adding one up to Snohomish County. Um, I think a lot of the reasons we're seeing that is because of the talent up in Snohomish County, especially in logistics, distribution, manufacturing, and other sort of high-tech oriented uh, types of businesses. So I think we're kind of seeing both some, you know, from moving out of the Seattle area, but also I think quite a bit more is just natural expansion of businesses to take advantage of those market opportunities up here. Because, you know, one of the things we are seeing is we're seeing more and more people moving up into the Snohomish County area. So like Everett, Arlington, Marysville, and then out into the Eastern parts of the county, you know, looking for housing and the opportunities uh, in terms of, you know, what, what type of housing is available, you know, to support their families. So I think as we see more and more people move up in Snohomish County, a lot of those businesses will follow as well. Yeah. What about, what about from an infrastructure perspective? Are you seeing any initiatives or any mm -hmm. current or coming down the road, uh, uh, big infrastructure improvements? Yeah, the, yeah, definitely the biggest one would be light rail. That's that's moving into the sort of southern parts of Snohomish County, so Linwood, Edmonds, and Everett. So we're seeing, um, obviously, that construction is underway, and we're seeing quite a bit of mixed-use development. So one, for example, would be the North Village up in Linwood, which is about an 18-acre development site that will be office, retail, residential. So I think as we see light rail continue to expand up up uh, north into Snohomish County. I think we'll see quite a bit of development associated with that. Uh, also, I believe there's going to be some um, renovations done on uh, Highway 2. So that's the main corridor that basically runs sort of east-west in Snohomish County. So I imagine we'll see continued development out in those areas as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, and that's a, and that, that leads us kind of into the the, the questions around opportunities and kind of what's going on in the general market. And, and I think Ryan, I want to start with you on this, on the dirt side. Um, I know a fair amount of developers that are kind of scouring the markets up there. What, what are your clients talking about or what are you seeing or what's requested of you uh, as far as looking for uh, dirt opportunities? Yeah, they're right now what they're talking about is workforce housing. That's what it's all about, because, you know, uh, a few years ago, I, I wasn't getting much uh, interest in, you know, in, in Snohomish County, anything outside the core. But now it's it's really opened up. And and these developers that I'm talking to um, they're yeah, they're looking for workforce housing. That's that's really what it's all about. And, and so it's obviously a lot more affordable. And um, and at the same time, the, there was an interesting study that I'd like to pass on that uh, out of the whole country, Everett leads the way in in new unit apartment sizes. So so the you know what that tells me is you know these uh, these developers are smart you know they're and they're they're building for the future. A lot of people are um, you know, looking for working from home opportunity and they, they need more space. They don't, they're kind of, they're trying to move out of their cramped little Seattle apartment and they want to move out a little more elbow room. They need the elbow room. And, you know, and it's, it also says to me families too. So they're, you know, number of, number of bedrooms are, are higher. You know, the, the units themselves are larger. And like I said, Everett is the, the number ones, uh, size for for apartment units in the whole country so so it's uh good to see they're leading the way and uh yeah it's it's definitely uh workforce housing is, is what is what's driving it yeah and and i know you've done you've done some uh, retail stuff up there as well and uh ha have you been coming across any of those like clients are they still looking at retail in that market or is it primarily you know multifamily and industrial I have, you know, it's the retail stuff is um, is not as robust these days, um, you know, even even out, you know, outside uh, of the core. Um, you know, I, I see it coming back, but that's taking longer. You know, it's it's definitely yeah. uh, delayed over, you know, right now the, the big the big push is for is for housing. And, you know, when when you think about it, you know, all these, 
uh, these jobs that are coming into Seattle and Bellevue in particular, Redmond, you know, as well, uh, Kirkland now too. But you know, the, these these uh, tech workers, they're well paid, uh, but they're you know, they're they're also they don't want to spend all their money that that they're making, you know, to live right there, you know, right next to the to the office. And uh, so, you know, especially with the light rail coming, they're able now to, you know, to go out and, uh, you know, get a little larger, a little, you know, a little less cost. And uh, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that. Yeah. Well, and, and, and sticking with the multifamily theme here, Ted, I know, uh, I mean, you've been doing a lot of projects up there, you know, Mukatillo, Edmond, heading north and, uh, and, and have been getting your hands dirty on looking for good opportunities what are you hearing or what are you seeing in those markets from your clients as well? Uh, over, for, well, since the beginning of the year, they're probably the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now is there's just not a lot of inventory on the market. Uh, whereas, you know, last year you, you maybe would expect cap rates and Snohomish in general to be in the mid fives. They're now, they're, they're now getting compressed. They're below the five mark. And what we're seeing is anytime we're putting, uh, multifamily properties on the market, we're getting multiple offers um, and uh, usually selling above, above asking price. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last uh, as long as we have lower interest rates. And and I think what we're also seeing is a lot of the uh, investors who were sitting on the sidelines during the pandemic are now coming out and looking for something. Uh, and as a result, we're, we're just getting prices bid up and we're seeing uh, the market also push getting pushed even further north uh, going all the way up into Bellingham. I'm seeing more and more opportunities that come up uh, and price per square foot is increasing price per unit where it dropped. It didn't drop significantly in Snohomish County last year. Um, it actually increased on a price per unit. Uh, whereas you look at King County where it decreased, uh, it's just continuing to 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 go. I, I'm a huge, very bearish on especially Everett. And I think uh, infrastructure there is, is excellent. I was listening to a webinar not too long ago where Dan Ernesty, the uh, director of economic development, compared Everett to Seattle uh, in its infancy uh, with all the different infrastructure, the airport, uh, the ports and everything. Uh, it's kind of an interesting comparison. Uh, not sure we'll hit that level, but um, certainly bodes well for the future. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, having grown up in this marketplace, uh, I mean, down south, I feel like we've gone through this a couple times where Tacoma and Everett get a little boost, but they haven't had this the sustainability like the King County areas have, but it feels different this time. I mean, it feels like there is definitely more substance there and the ability to attract and continue to grow. Um, do you feel that you, do you feel that same sense these days? I, I do. And as James mentioned with Amazon uh, opening up that distri distribution uh, facility, uh, you've, you've got the airport in Everett uh, where it's there. We're seeing increasing number of flights going out of there. It does feel like it's going to continue. Um, and again, I, as Ryan mentioned, just the, the size of the units up in Everett are increasing. And of course, that's been some of the best or most popular uh, in terms of apartments, stuff with increased or larger sizes. Uh, I've, I've seen prices on some of the larger units just uh, they, I, I mean, I look at them and they don't even make sense financially when I see some of the underwriting that people are doing, but they're selling. So it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't, well, you, you want to say, I, I don't see that reversing or never see that reversing, but I do think we're on a pretty good upward traje trajectory. And with the infrastructure and the new businesses coming in, I think it will be sustained. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, and it's a really nice area, you know, I mean, it, that's, what's nice about it too. I mean, you're so close to everything. You got highway two there. You can hop up and over the, the mountains, get up to, you know, the Stevens pass. Uh, you got Mount Baker. 
I mean, it's just a really is a gateway to a lot of activities, um, which is a good draw. So, and, and Taylor, talking industrial, I mean, I, I'm always enamored with how big industrial is getting both south and north, especially with the squeezing out of, you know, the Soto district and some other areas. Um, what do you, I mean, what are you seeing out there? What are your clients saying? I mean, I'm getting all your emails and I mean, you guys are just crushing it. So um, I, I'd love to hear your perspective here on how, what your clients are asking for and kind of what are you seeing in that market on the industrial side? Absolutely. Well, you know, it's Snohomish County in general has always been, uh, let's call it thought of as a dead end market looking north. And it's always been one of the largest geographical areas with some of, let's call it the least amount of development compared to, let's call it the Kent Valley and other really historically robust industrial markets. Um, you know, just a conversation two years ago, if I had a, you know, a development client or even a user that said, hey, I needed the, I needed the land 50 to 100,000 feet under roof, um, you could put on a map 50 options in the you know, central Snohomish County uh, market for you know, developable land sites or existing product. Um, that conversation just in the last years totally changed. Um, you know, between the Project Roxy for Amazon, uh, you know, being just shy of 3 million feet, uh, Cascade Business Park, you know, being a new development that's planned to offer over 4 million square feet in Arlington down to uh, the north part of Marysville. Um, all that acreage has just been swallowed up. And, you know, what used to be uh, four or $5 a foot land prices uh, now being in the low teens in that Arlington market. Uh, it's just a, it's a really interesting conversation when you're telling clients that were looking, but didn't have action. And then now have immediate needs and no availability. Um, just that total market Delta has been, you know, really, really tough for a lot of people to understand. Um, but you know the market market economics just continued to support the development in our in our market. We're just seeing you know rent growth five six percent year over year, uh, vacancy rates under five percent. I mean everything is just proven to show it's a it's a growing and stronger and stronger market. Um, just our biggest challenge right now is we have no supply, and even with all this new product coming on, there's just so much demand to meet it, and it's just going to be you know really interesting to see how all that shakes out once these projects get com get completed. Yeah. Well, what kind of users are you seeing um, in the market? Is it is it last mile distribution or is it like a holding from the port? I mean, what are you seeing as kind of the user base? So you're seeing a lot of, uh, like you said, last mile distribution. Um, you're seeing a lot of, you know, let, let's call it non-aerospace related manufacturing entering into the Everett market. Um, so that's been nice to see because we've had some Boeing casualties this last year and uh, that space has been quickly absorbed, uh, which has you know been been great to you know show clients that have maybe been a little hesitant on the market to see what's going to happen with that Boeing shakeout or um, anything happening. But we're just not feeling heavy tremors. Um, Service-based businesses continue to be strong occupiers throughout the Everett market. Um, you know, there's there's a wide array, but distribution's king, and that's been uh, the prevailing you know occupiers for the new new assets being built and um, second generation spaces coming available again. Yeah. Well, and I, I do know, and even if James wasn't on the phone, I would, I would say this out loud is that Snohomish County has been very amenable and wanting to work with developers and projects that will increase job opportunities. Um, and you can't say that for all counties that touch each other. No, um, definitely. And these so, municipalities for like permitting timelines and getting projects through are extremely, yeah. um, you know, good to work with. Uh, it, it, it's all pro development and pro business growth and, um, the county's benefiting from that. Yeah. And I think that's, what's really going to help spark that growth, um, in that, in that North sound for sure. And, uh, and, and this continues to go out. Um, and, and James, maybe, maybe on that, let's talk a little bit about kind of what the county's doing. I mean, I personally, uh, just went under contract on buying some land, um, from a developer who was working with the county building some housing uh, that was having a commercial property piece to it, which uh, which I'm going to buy and build a small retail on. Um, and I found that very, uh, very easy to get the information, uh, very open to discussions of what could go on it. Um, and I think, is that is that an internal initiative where you guys have kind of, as a team, said, hey, we want to make this more 
pro developer or, you know, kind of maybe speak a little bit to what the county's doing to, to help out? Yeah, I think I think as a whole, I mean, the county and also, you know, cities within Sonoma County are really looking at ways to expand their economy and provide really good jobs for a lot of the workers who are there. I mean, just, I just wanted to maybe touch touch back on a moment whether or not, you know, the question of this is, you know, Snohomish County's moment, so to speak. I really think that with light rail coming, I think this is their moment in many ways for Snohomish County because I was the economic development director in the city of Bellevue. And what we saw as soon as that light rail line was announced and where the tracks would be laid, we saw a lot of uh, development uh, occurring really the developers trying to, you know, kind of get get in line and get parcels under contract so they can begin to, to build, especially multifamily housing and things like that. So we're seeing that same thing happening in Snohomish County, especially in the southern parts where the line is going. And so I think because of that, you're seeing um, a lot of these communities looking forward to the investment that's coming, especially in multifamily housing and other types of retail and businesses. I think they're really, you know, in some ways, putting out the welcome mat to, to businesses and developers to help them kind of reach the vision that a lot of these communities have had for many years. Uh, but light rail is really that kind of impetus to get them to that to that point. Um, same thing with the Cascade Industrial Center. I mean, I had the opportunity to work with them when I was with uh, Greater Seattle Partners, basically to put together sort of a marketing strategy, as well as a way to kind of get the word out about the opportunities that are available on those uh, land parcels up there. So I think, you know, there's a lot of different initiatives going around Snohomish County, either on the county level or by individual cities or communities. But I think if you look at them in their totality, you see a lot of of eagerness to get investment up there, you know, get more housing up there and really, again, really serve for the fact of trying to provide more opportunity for for businesses and workers as a whole. And, and one of the things maybe just to kind of highlight is this new development that's happening at the Port of Everett and the waterfront place, which will, again, I think kind of is emblematic of what's happening up in Stonewich County, where it's a mix of retail, restaurant space, office space, hotels, and then also um, <clears throat> multifamily housing. So I think you'll see more of that around Snohomish County uh, as more investment comes into the areas. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's definitely on the map because it seems like when people come to town, they head right to Seattle and then they mm-hmm. go to the east side and they kind of go a little further out when they start looking at these cap rates. And I, I, I work with some investors in the Midwest and they're like, we just, you know, we, we just can't get in fast enough. And, uh, and I think uh, uh, somebody mentioned that earlier about having money on the sidelines and now they're coming out with their money. It's like, yeah, but that ship left a while ago. Um, and so the rates that you're thinking you're going to get it at, you're not going to get it at. Um, and I think that's Everett's definitely at that point where people that got in last year, year before, are sitting in in what we would consider a better position as we sit today. But what's it going to look like three to five years from now? And should you, you know, and should you put together a portfolio in that core marketplace? So um, it's exciting times. It's exciting times for the Puget Sound as a whole, but North Sound. Um, as you mentioned, I think it is it it is its time now that you're seeing uh, big growth and there's going to be some uh, good long years of uh, prosperous opportunities. So that is good. Um, Ryan, I'm going to go back to you on uh, on dirt. You know, I I, I like dirt. Uh, the issue right now is construction costs, and uh, um, you and I have worked on a couple of projects where we analyzed some some construction costs and some dirt prices. What do you hearing from your developers, the clients you work with on their thoughts around construction costs? Are they, they feel they're going it, to, it's going to, the surplus is going to get up or caught up so that the prices can come down a little bit or are they kind of forecasting it's going to be about the same or maybe a little higher? Yeah. Um, so I, I think they're, they're not, they're not letting the costs slow them down. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're grumbling a little more, and you know, I mean, they're they're using that as as a negotiating tool. There's no doubt about it. You know, I mean, they're they're going to to these you know these sellers and just are explaining to them that you know, yeah, your 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 land is worth a lot, but I mean, uh, and you know, there's an education process that you know it's uh, it, it's going to cost them you know a, a lot to build. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's falling on deaf ears, but, 
you know, but there's still some pretty spectacular prices being achieved. And so I, I think that, that, you know, with, with the, the, the amount of time that it takes to get a, a, a job permitted, I think, you know, a lot of the developers that I'm talking to are, are kind of betting on the come that they, that these, you know, these prices are going to come down, you know, prices of, of, uh, you know, of materials are going to come down. Now the price of labor, that's different. You know, that's, that's tough to, you know, the, these, these laborers that, you know, are making their wage, you know, in, in today's economy, you know, are they going to take a haircut, you know, just because somebody wants them to probably not, I, you know, labor's not coming down. So that's, that's going to be constant. So it's, it's the lumber and, you know, like you're talking about in the materials that, uh, that they are expecting to to come down a bit, but you know the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, Derek, is that you know that these developers that I'm working with, they're they're all from out of the area. They're you know one's from Florida, two are from Texas. You know one is from New York. So anyway, so we're we're on the map here, and you know and and uh, Snohomish County is including. They're they're talking about you know these these developers. They've got literally billions of dollars. You know, there, there's one group that I'm working with. They've got, uh, you know, two two billion dollars, and they have to spend it. So, so they're, you know, they're anxious to spend it. They, um, there's one group that, um, you know, because of the the because of COVID, they kind of got pushed back, and you know, they have to spend this money, and so they're and they're so anxious to do it that now they instead of buying dirt to develop. They want to buy uh, existing properties, so j- just because it's quicker, just because it's a it's a faster way to to get the money out, and uh, so so that's uh, you know I mean just being on the map like this is something that that I think is is real, and and it's yeah. it's from here on it's you know it's we're not going back to you know yeah a little backwater this is you know we're, we're on the on the worldwide map now. Yeah, and are you seeing are you seeing sellers uh, doing traditional developer seller terms, or they feel like this is their opportunity to get maximum for their property, so they're just looking for all cash buyouts? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, that's always it's that's the big struggle, right? So developers, you know, they they have to have their terms, uh, meaning that you know they they have to have permits in hand before they close on the deal. And of course, sellers want their money yesterday. So, um, so that that's the struggle. And and I, uh, in order to achieve maximum value, which which these sellers want to do, all, all developers are on the same page. They all are demanding that that they uh, that they have seller terms. They close on on permits. And so, so the the seller has to give uh, unless they're going to give up, you know. 20% of the deal, you know, to, to close early. And that's happening. I'm, I am seeing that occasionally, but it's a lot more uh, typical that they're, that these sellers are forced to, to give developer terms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Ted, I, Ryan brought up a good point here. Um, and I know you did a lot of this in your, in your past experience of basically the repositioning or redevelopment of, existing properties, whether it's a condo conversion or taking an apartment building and taking it from a C to a B or a C to an A. Um, are your investors or people you're working with, are they looking for those types of investments or are they looking at just acquisition and, and hold? Uh, well, uh, I would say 90% of them are always looking for that value add. And it's always okay. makes me laugh when I'm talking to an investor and they say, well, we're looking for a value add. And I'm saying, yeah, you and everybody else. Uh, but yeah, I, I and, and I think that's the one area where a lot of people are saying, hey, this is where I can get some immediate upside. Um, but I, I, often there's other things that are overlooked, as you know, uh, a lot of other ways to add value that sometimes people focus on the renovation side that and they're not looking at the operational side. And are, I, I guess a follow-up question on that one, Ted, is are you seeing any, and I'm, I'm going to ask Ryan the same question, are you seeing any developers coming in for condos? Are you seeing any type of condo development? I'm hearing about a lot of apartments, but I haven't heard a lot about anybody building any 
like large condos or townhome projects in those markets? I, I, I personally uh, really don't deal much in dirt, so I'm not seeing that, and perhaps Ryan is. Um, you would think that would be that would certainly follow, uh, as James mentioned, when you talk about Bellevue and the light rail down there. Uh, if you look at the tra trajectory of what happened there, I would, and you could put it in the uh, Snohomish County. It seems like that would make sense, but Ryan would probably have a much better feel than I do. What I'm seeing, Derek, is instead of condos, I'm seeing townhouses. So there, okay. there is an interest. There's a big, strong interest in building townhouses right now, and uh, and and that's there's a need for it, and there's a market for it. Uh, you know the these uh, you know new buyers, they they need you know they they want to buy something. They're priced out of you know single family homes, and so townhouses are a great option. I'm not working with anybody that's looking to build condos right now. As a matter of fact, you probably saw in the uh, uh, in the news recently that there's a project in Bellevue that uh, that Fauna had uh, designed and permitted for for condos uh, yep. there, but uh, it's it's being switched now to office. But you know that's downtown Bellevue. It's different, but but um, but yeah, I'm I'm not seeing condos as as a as a huge yeah. Uh, demand from 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 my clients. Yeah, it, it just feel it feels like we're getting to that point where that's going to be that's going to open up. Um, you know, I mean, the rules and regulations and and just the lawsuits that came around doing condo development, especially large condo units, you know, more than 100 units. Um, and they're trying to get legislation passed on that, but I, I, it's like I, I I've been a part of and I see a lot of townhomes, um, but it just seems like we're going to have to get to that to have that affordable housing to get back to some type of stacked condo project. Um, but it has to reduce the liability to some extent uh, to those uh, developers that, that, that do it. That is for sure. Um, and, and Taylor, I know, I mean, you've worked with both owner users and those looking to lease. And I'm, I'm going to ask the obvious question. And I, I think I know the answer. Are the people that you're working with are more people, apt or interested in owning their space or are they looking just to lease? Well, I would say to a high degree, let's call it nine out of 10 guys want to own their space. Um, yeah. and we just have a huge shortage on owner user availabilities. And it's always an interesting conversation when I talk to a, to a building owner about their value. So if it's a lease property, you know, okay, here's your capped value. And then here's this let's call it higher and broader value range for, for if it were empty and available to an owner user. And they go, that just doesn't make any sense. I, I don't understand. And it's just, you know, it's a, given that lack of supply, it's less market driven. It's more, what can the business support? And so you're seeing a lot of these, you know, owner user opportunities be bid up over asking or multiple offers, short contingencies, whatever they can to be as competitive. Um, but there's only a handful that come on market, you know, in, in any 12 month period. It's it's been really interesting. Um, been fortunate to to help a lot of owner users buy their properties in the last 24 months in Snohomish County, and um, those numbers have gone from let's call it $190 a square foot a couple of years ago to being $240, $250 a square foot, and um, that's higher than you're seeing for a capped investment. I mean, something at a five five and a quarter cap is trading in around. $210 a square foot based upon today's rental rates. Um, so it's, it's just crazy demand for owner users. And again, given to that huge year over year rental, uh, rental rate increase and, you know, a pullback on concessions, um, they want to get out of that, that dog eat dog market, control their destiny and own their property. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on, you know, and it's like a lot of markets where it starts to get really competitive and it starts to get too pricey. Where do they go from here? Like in the in the core north sound, I mean, where do they go east or where do they go north? I mean, what are they being pushed out to to be quote unquote affordable? Well, you can't go east. East is just going to get more expensive, frankly. And moving north, there's just there's there's probably no availability. So, I mean, if you're a value hunter for an owner user property right now, um, you're probably not going to be an owner user. It's the guys paying top of market, 
the big bills. And um, those are the guys that are able to, you know, capitalize on an owner user opportunity. Um, and a lot of it's, you know, square peg, round hole. It's not ideal opportunities, but they're going to find a way to make it work. And a lot of these businesses that are, you know, have deep roots in Snohomish County or those moving up to Snohomish County, they're doing it to, you know, satisfy their their employees. Um, you know, Ryan and Ted has touched on this. It's there's a lot of a lot of people, um, you know, moving into Snohomish County for more, for more affordable housing, more room, stretching out the legs. Um, people don't want to commute, so to keep employee retention, that's just another reason for the growth and why people are sticking around uh, Snohomish County. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think Ryan, you hit it earlier, and I misspoke when I said people were coming to Seattle and then going out from there. It sounds like people were coming from out of town and going right to Everett. I mean, they're going to Snohomish and looking for opportunities. They are indeed. Yeah, I mean, and and so, and I I kind of realized uh, that I, I I said workforce housing, and I should probably describe what that means a little more. Um, so when I say that, uh, you know, I, I am talking about apartments. I'm talking about like two and three story garden style apartments, um, you know, as, as opposed to, uh, you know, that, that's what they want to build out, you know, out uh, with, with a little more space, you know, they're, they're still interested yeah. in, in, you know, stacked, you know, going up, going up tall, you know, um, you know, in, in the core. And when I say, you know, the, the new definition of core, you know, uh, downtown Everett uh, is, is the new core. Uh, or a new core anyway. So, so anyway, that's, that's what I mean by, uh, you know, by uh, workforce housing. Yeah, no garden style. I mean, the developers that I know and have worked with, that's, I mean, that's a gravy train. They love the garden style. Um, yeah. Cause you don't have to worry about subterranean parking. You don't, you know, it's just, everything's on grade and you don't have to worry about those added costs. Uh, it's just trying to find that 10 acre site or 15 acre site that you can really, do a big project. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't exist. And, you know, you wouldn't do that in, in Bellevue and Seattle and, you know, yeah. even Redmond and, you know, you wouldn't do it closer in, you got to go out a little further to, you know, to get that, uh, in, you know, today in today's economy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, and then, uh, Taylor, when we're talking about the, the owner user and, 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 uh, investor, what are you are you seeing are you seeing uh kind of a 50 50 like people are looking to own their own space and operate it or are you seeing investors come into town or in town is it local investors or is it out of the area investors that are most interested well it's it's both i mean anything that's a vacant okay. opportunity is definitely owner user driven and then a lot of it, if it's set up well enough where let's say there's enough loading and the office nodes are split up the right way for maybe something to be multi-tenanted, um, has that, you know, long view, um, supports a long view for an investor to come in. But we are seeing a lot of institutional activity creep into the, the north end market. That's something we didn't used to see. So there's been a lot of buildings changing hands from, let's call it, um, very old school mom and pop um, owners of industrial property to, you know, name brand institutions coming in and wanting to see where this market goes and um, trusting these other, you know, large institutions and development companies that are plunking down a lot of money into new developments. And um, those are all strong metrics to be taken a look at. Um, so we're seeing demand from both sides. Uh, cap rate compression, you know, last 24 months, you know, it's been mid to high fives down to like, low fives now for, for cap rates and everything's just uh, continuing to prove that the North end is a, is a safe and um, interesting place for either money to sit as an owner user or for an investor and institution to come in and um, take on this growing market. Are, are you seeing the institutions go below that, you know, typical hundred thousand square foot request? Mm. Not particularly. I mean, the okay. the properties I've seen trade, you know, one was 200,000 square feet. Another notable one was a hair over 100,000 square feet. Um, okay. There's a couple smaller institutions, if you want to call them that, that are targeting the, the 50,000 to 75,000 foot range. But um, the real meat for the larger guys is over 100,000 feet. Yeah, I, I, I just asked that because I'm seeing that in the South Sound where the heavy institutional investing now they're dropping down and give you know giving the local investors a run for their money at that 50,000 to 100,000 square feet um which which we never thought would happen but their mindset is look we already own a bunch of other large units around here might as well just pick up everything we can 
Um, Absolutely. So, those mom and pop and family investors. I mean, I've been hearing those those com- those complaints and the pain they're feeling on, you know, the competition. They just can't compete. You know, something comes out 10, 15 million dollars on a capped investment um, gets bid up or it's at a cap rate that just doesn't make sense for them. And you're just seeing that compression to the like you said, the larger guys taking a look at the smaller stuff. Well, I know as as a syndicator, because I syndicate all my investments, I've I mean, I've started out when syndications were 9% and now they're, you know, 5%. And I'm even looking at a couple where I'm telling them, look, we might get two or two and a half percent, but it's a trophy asset that we want to own for 50 years. Um, so it's, it, it changed a lot in the, uh, in the mindset of what the, the return is going to be over the next three to five years versus, you know, what, it, what it's going to be in 10 years um, based on speculative growth for sure. That is for sure. Um, and, and, and Ted, I'm going to ask you the same question about investors. Cause I know you, you work with a lot of investors from all over the area, uh, as well as outside the state. Are you seeing, you getting more inquiries from people outside Washington that's looking for opportunities or is it still primarily inquiries from inside Washington investors? I, I would say the majority certainly are the, uh, local or okay. the people that are, are local, but uh, that being said, there was recently uh, a fairly large transaction done in, in Everett. Um, it was a uh, couple couple different properties uh, that sold. Uh, both of them were over. Well, one was 109 unit. The other one was, um, I think it was about 136. And that recently closed. And the seller was based out of um, uh, Washington. But... Um, I believe the buyer was from out of state, from what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. based. The buyer was based out of California. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I, I know the investors I work with out of California who invested in California are all selling their properties and moving the monies to either Texas, Arizona, Colorado, Washington. You know, they kind of have this finite Utah is now starting to pick up or I shouldn't say starting to it's been picking up, but you're getting a lot more activity outside Salt Lake um, than you have in the years. So it, it definitely definitely makes sense. They'd be looking in Washington, um, especially up, up north as well. Um, James, well, I'm going to ask you that question. Just, just, oh, go ahead. Ted. You don't mind just to add it. Just to add to that, Derek. Um, you know, I think that the fact that those two sales happened up in Everett, again, that's just putting Everett that much more on the national map. Uh, and I think we'll probably continue to see some of these larger institutional type investors looking for a product up there. Yeah. And that, and that's what I was going to ask James. Are you, are you getting phone calls or emails from um, analysts working for institutions or larger investment groups outside the the state of Washington or even outside the country for that matter, uh, requesting information about, you know, the economic growth or the economic indicators for uh, Snohomish County? Yeah, we've seen a little bit of an uptick in that. Um, you know, we work in partnership with the Economic Alliance of Snohomish County, which is sort of our lead economic development organization for Snohomish County. But, you know, compared to, well, compared to this time last year, we've seen a lot more uh, projects come in, um, you know, basically business attraction projects from the state, but also from other outside sources as well. So I think, you know, for the last comment that, you know, Everett's on the map, you know, I think Everett and Snowbridge County are definitely on the map. So we're seeing quite a bit more interest, especially um, in areas along the I-5 corridor. So again, like the Cascade Industrial Center, Everett, uh, just, you know, kind of along there, everyone's kind of wanting, you know, large size of parcels, which are, as been, has been said before, really, really rare, if not not existent. Uh, but I think people are are you know definitely looking at what's what's available and what the opportunities are in Snohomish County. Yeah. Well, well, now that we've we've uh, spent about 50 minutes talking about how incredible Snohomish County is and why you should be an investor in Snohomish County, let's go back around the horn and say where should someone look or what are the opportunities that might be there. So let's start with you, Ryan. Um, if someone picks up the phone and calls you at the office and says, I'm looking at investing in Snohomish County or Everett Marketplace, um, where should, what, what, what would be your storyline or what would you be telling people to look at? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the, the people that are calling me are looking for, you know, acres of land to, you know, to put up 
apartments. And so, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm telling them, you know, there, there's opportunities out in, uh, uh, you know, Lake Stevens and uh, in Arlington. And, um, you know, I mean, just there, there, there are opportunities everywhere in, in Skagit uh, County, too. And, you know, that, that are ripe and, and ready and, uh, and still affordable and, and in the path of progress. Uh, absolutely. And so, yeah, that's, that's where we're looking. We're, we're looking there and, you know, anybody listening to this podcast, give me a call. If you've got something like that, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hook you up with my, with my buyers. <laughs> Perfect. And then Ted, I'll ask you the same question. And you know, somebody reaches out, gives you gives you a call. Um, where are you taking them, or what are you showing them as opportunities in today's market up there? A couple different areas, and certainly Everett is is one of the first first um, places I'll have start helping them in. Uh, but as we're seeing, as I mentioned earlier, we're seeing. The cap rate's getting compressed in Everett, even their sub sub five now. Uh, so we're starting to push a little bit further north. Uh, there's just not a lot of product up in Marysville, Arlington. And now we're even looking further all the way up into Bellingham, uh, where we're seeing a little bit better price per unit, a little bit better cap rates. Uh, but I, in terms of certainly the next, I believe, the next five to 10 years, if you can find something in Everett, that would be my one of my number one recommendations. And of course, there's some other areas outside of there, but uh, in terms of value, I still think Everett's a great spot to uh, be looking yeah. for for multifamily. Yeah. Is there any size? Is there is there a sweet spot you think size wise, like 20 units, 15 units, 30 units? Uh, you know, I typically like something at, at least 20 plus that really kind of depends on the investor because then you can start justifying a property manager uh, and maybe make the operational side a little bit easier. Uh, but I, I would say anywhere between that 20 and 60, where you're going to 20 and maybe 75, where you're going to see more of that private type investor anyway. Uh, right. That's that's probably the, uh, the one. And that's the market I, I typically focus in. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to circle that question back to you again, Ryan, on the same thing. I mean, I know you work with a lot of larger investors. Are you stumbling across or coming across things that, you know, small investors like myself or, you know, those that are not looking to compete, obviously, with institutions? Um, are there opportunities like that on the land side? Is there smaller opportunities to build a, you know, a 25 unit or a 30 unit or a 20 unit project? There is. Yeah, there there's and, you know, there, there's. Actually, I I would say there's plenty of opportunities. You just have to find them. You know, I mean, that's kind of easier said than done. I get it. But yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm finding them and uh, and yeah, they're they're out there. And and uh, yeah, you just you just got to find them. And and Derek, uh, going back to you asked me a, a couple of questions ago about retail. And, um, you know, I, I said uh, it wasn't, you know, a, a huge, um, you know, a push that I'm not seeing a huge push right now. However, what I, what I should have added to that, and I want to add it now, is that um, that the retail follows all of this other activity that we're talking about. It just it just lags it. That's all. So it's coming. I mean, it's retail is going to come back. It, it is coming back. And um so I, I don't want to say I, I, I just want to make clear that I wasn't saying that retail's not coming back because it will. It just follows, you know, the the industrial and all this housing that we're talking about and all these jobs uh, that are coming and 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 these, you know, exploding of of population in these in these, you know, further areas. Yeah, it's it's coming. So yeah. so, you know, keep the faith, you know. Buy that property you're talking about, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be good. That'll be a good one for you. Yeah, well, I I, I buy the crumbs, right? I I I'll let I'll let I'll let the jelly green giant drop one of those peas off the side of the table, and I'll try to catch it, and I'll feed me for a while. That's uh, that's what I look for on the retail side. Um, but uh, yeah, I like the retail as well. And yep. and Taylor, I'm gonna ask you the same question. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. 
No, I was just saying, uh, there, there's good money to be made in the crumbs. That's that's for sure. Yes, yes there is. And it doesn't hurt as bad when it doesn't work out like you think. <laughs> and, and, and Taylor, I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, with the investors, you know, that, that are reaching out to you, are there certain pockets or certain areas within Snohomish that you're kind of looking at as forward thinking on investing, you know, like path of progress as, uh, as someone mentioned earlier, um, you know, what kind of, what kind of advice or what kind of opportunities are, are you steering people towards these days? So, you know, a lot of that opportunity is ended up being spoken for just with some really large acquisitions. I mean, several hundred acres being bought in just the last 12 months. Um, but with that, there's parts of South Marysville and North Everett that are still available. They have, you know, what, what we would call less than market standard for desirable access, um, but still close into the market and able to compete with, you know, other new product coming available. Um, that's from a land perspective. Got in, a, got in an investor in that way. And then looking over to Snohomish, which you know is primarily accessed by Highway 9 and Highway 2, um, and with those capital improvements being made to the, or the road improvements being made and planned, um, I think that's all gonna lend confidence. Um, for existing product, I'd be looking in, in Marysville for the, the second, third generation, which may be turning loose and some new opportunities. And then, um, you know, working on a much smaller grassroots scale uh, throughout the Seaway, you know, close in Everett Industrial Market for those, um, you know, long-term mom and pop holders that may be looking to, to cash in and get rid of their asset that's now institutional quality. So that's where I'd be driving somebody's attention. And, um, you know, a lot of what we're telling people is hurry up and wait. You got to be opportunistic and, you know, have your, have, your, have your hand on the buzzer and ready to pull the trigger um, when that right opportunity is found or presents itself. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and then, uh, and and we've kind of reached the end of our our uh, podcast here webinar. But I do want to have everyone get a chance to kind of let people know how to get a hold of you. And, and uh, James, where could someone find more information around what's going on uh, within the county as a whole? Um, you know, what you talked about, some of the things that the uh, the county's doing, and the city of Everett's doing. Um, and then, if somebody had questions around that, how could someone get a hold of you? Yeah, thanks, Eric. I think I think a great place to start is with the Economic Alliance of Snohomish County. As I said, they're our main economic development organization for all of Snohomish County. Uh, Gary Clark is the new CEO. He's doing a great job there and lots of energy. And so, yeah, I'd recommend people reach out to uh, Economic Alliance of Snohomish County just to get a good overview of what's happening at Snohomish County. Um, people want to get a okay. hold of me, you know, you can always find me on LinkedIn. That's a great place to start and happy to connect with you and carry on the conversation after that. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks, James. Appreciate your time today. And Ryan, if someone to get a hold of you and and, uh, and 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 talk to you about some dirt opportunities, how would they get a hold of you? Call my mobile phone. <laughs> I'm I always answer it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can find it on on the uh, NAI Puget Sound Properties uh, website. Look me up, and I will answer the phone. I promise. Sounds good. Well, you never answer my calls, but that's another. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. That's because I have caller ID. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Ted? Ted, how does somebody? I know, I know, you and I are supposed to get together and talk about some multifamily stuff. How can somebody else get a hold of you? Uh, pretty easy. Uh, kind of like what James mentioned. You can look me up on LinkedIn or go to the Lee and Associates uh, Northwest uh, website and get my information there. Kind of like Ryan, if you give me a call on my cell, uh, I will return your call. Sounds good. And then uh, last but not least, industrial guru, Taylor. Absolutely. You can you can find me the same way as Ted and Ryan. Uh, go to my LinkedIn page or feel free to visit the NAI website. I'm always available on my cell phone and would be happy to chat with you on the phone. Perfect. Well, I want to thank everybody again for uh, participating on uh, the North Sound update. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Shane and uh, let him do the. Uh, the, the sign-off. Uh, next month's webinar and podcast is DSTs, uh, Delaware Statutory Trust, and especially in Northstown, those long-term family owners that are looking at selling their property but want a 1031 and not pay capital gains might want to look at doing an institutional DST uh, and defer those taxes. But uh, that'll be next month's uh, webinar. So, Shane, I'll turn it over to you. Well, thanks, Derek. <clears throat> 
Please remember you can register for upcoming events and you can access all of our past presentation archives at www.realestateinvestment.training. On behalf of Derek, Ryan, Ted, Taylor, James, Inland Securities, Seattle Funding Group, NAI Puget Sound Properties, Brighton Jones, Taylor Street Capital Partners, the Commercial Brokers Association, CCIM Institute, Washington Chapter, and the Institute of Real Estate Managers. We thank you all for your participation today, and we look forward to seeing you at our next event. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Hey, thanks, Derek. A lot of fun.